0: Hey, yo, internets, support for the Combat Jack Show comes from Annapurna Pictures, Detroit. On a summer night in 1967, amongst the chaos of the Detroit Rebellion, a group of young people were detained by the Detroit Police Department inside of the Algiers Motel. By the end of the night, three of them would be dead, innocent lives were lost, and an entire city changed forever. Starring John Boyega, Anthony Mackie, Algie Smith, and directed by Catherine Bigelow, Detroit premieres in theaters August 4th. And now, back to the show.
1: Ready for
0: combat. No no your internets, internets, internets. This is the Combat Jack Show. You are listening to the Combat Jack Show podcast. What it is, how's your summer? Guy's having a good time. You at the pool. You at the beach. You eating ice cream, barbecues, and a whole nine. We in August right now. We
2: almost headed to cuffing season.
0: This is this the last stretch right now. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> the last stretch. Like King said, we about. it's too early to even be thinking about cuffing season Usually, right now. Usually August, like September-ish. Yeah, but this is, I mean, we early August. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like the first week of August. <laughs> I mean, you you want to get to, you, you, you can't wait to get the cuffing season, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, couple boob- season
2: is an expense, so.
0: Is this, I mean, you know, shit. single season is an expense, too. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, you, got, you, got, you got your eye on some boo-boo?
2: Something like that.
0: Yeah.
2: Rubbing some feet.
0: Yeah, some oils <laughs> and shit. What up, King?
2: Chilling, my guy. How you?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good, man. dope I,
2: shirt you got on there.
0: I, thank you, man. You know, uh, black privilege? Yeah. Shout out to um Napoleon the Legend. Mm. Handed this to me a couple of months ago when we was at that old nigga um, show. Shh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying the old nigga show, man. You know what I'm saying, the, yo, yo, G, I, I hate this new shit. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah, No, nah, yeah. But shout out to Napoleon the Legend. Let's jump into this. Any announcements? Any anything we want to talk about?
2: Shit, man. nah, not nah, me. Mogul, Mogul coming season two. Mogul season two. We still season pushing two. season one. We still
0: pushing season one. If you haven't listened to this phenomena, please rate, subscribe, comment. It's the greatest work I've a, I've ever done in this space.
2: August 10th, we doing a uh, Mogul live.
0: Are we? Are we? We don't. We, we are, should we really put that out there? Well- Do we have that locked down?
2: Potentially. Potential. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, yo, man, let's edit this part out, please. Let's 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 stop putting shit out there until it's locked know, in stone. Right? Um, we don't have nothing going on, right? We we just we just we're just rocking with this summer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When when in,
2: well, September 14th.
0: What's well, September 14th
2: at the Highline? Oh, that's right. The Combat, that's happening. The
0: Combat Jack Show live. That's happening at um at the Highline Ballroom. Yeah. Shout out to Peter Oasis live and direct. It's yo, it. shout out to um it's The Real Man. Yes. Yeah, um, they did an amazing, amazing live show. Um, recently at the High Line where they mm-hmm. lined up, um, so many members of the Rock, Young Guru, Just Blaze, hip-hop. Biggs, Hip Hop, um, Freeway, Freeway, Jim Jones, and the guys. whole nine. Listen, listen, listen. There's been a lot of talk on these internets about y'all. Why they doing that? Yeah, white boys. Do-. Listen, they fucking did it, and I see they it. killed it. Like niggas, if you, I, yo, y'all niggas got to stop hating, man, like that. Like if you know what I'm saying. One, one thing I've realized, man, is a lot of niggas that be hating. It's just pussy because y'all can't do it. Mm. That's, I mean, that's, that's straight up and down, and that and that and and that's no shots at pussy. You know what I'm saying? That's right. no shots at pussy. You know what I'm saying? Right. But but a lot of y'all niggas out there, man, like y'all y'all niggas is too weak to live your dreams. So y'all sitting back, like shout out to Jeff and Eric, man. They They yo, one thing they did do. Yeah, is they made me not want to fuck around with the next live show.
2: They set the bar. They
0: they set the bar real high, and all these podcasts right now that's doing these live shows, they set it high. Yeah. And and we've been saying this for a while now. Raise the boy. I can't be mad when motherfuckers raise the bar. So shout out to them. Everybody that's 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 hate, man. Just just man, eat a dick, man. Mm. Um these guys right here on, on, on today's episode, man, they're no stranger to our world. You know what I'm saying? This one cat right here, I, I can't believe he's, you know, he's he's raising the bar. He's giving people hope. You know what I'm saying? He's writing to dream and shit. Yo, <laughs> Rob Markman in the building, Dude. you know, journalists. Extraordinary is it safe right now? Is it safe, you know, you being this young generation, this new generation you've been in the game thirteen years. Is it safe to call you the GOAT journalist, hip hop journalist? Can we call you the G O A T? Correct journalist? Correct. I'm okay with that. You okay yeah, with that, yeah, yo? Yeah, I'm okay with that. You got the journalist <laughs> in the building? No shots, anybody? <laughs> uh, nah, shots, shots, shots. <laughs> yo, you try to cause some shit, I'm Rob. To... Rob Markman is in the building, yo. Hey, what up, what up, what you up, what We got manager up? supreme in this building, man. Jovain, man. What's going on? Long what's time up, no up? see, Hovane.
1: Long time no see, man. You, you I been see, good? I, I, yeah, I see you. You out here working. I see you. I, mean, you. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Exactly. You know Keep... what I'm saying? Ever since we met, what are we supposed to do? Keep them bills paid,
0: keeping kids fed. Yeah, man. Now, one thing I appreciate about both of y'all, man, is y'all are um <laughs> y'all are really y'all are really stretching out your dreams. Rob Markman, congratulations on you! Thank for you. jumping in, jumping mm-hmm. off the cliff. Thank you. and 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 putting out an EP, right to dream Thank as an you. artist. Word, you know that's that's big.
3: Yeah, man, that's
0: really big. Thank you, bro. and and for Ho- you that means a lot. Now I'm saying, and then Hovain, you know, what I'm saying people know you as this behind the scenes guy. This manager, you made a lot of things happen for a lot of people, particularly in the city. And now you out here doing your journalism thing, man.
1: Yeah, man. I'm, I'm inspired by what y'all are doing. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I have a right to dream. It wasn't always a dream to be a journalist, but the opportunity presented itself, and I tried it, and I was like, why well, shouldn't I try it? And I uh, seem to be good at it. People like it. So,
3: you know. He was on TMZ, dog. He, <laughs> he out here. You seen his Rick Ross interview, hit That's TMZ first he joint. with Rick Ross and hit TMZ. <laughs> um,
1: not, not, that was my first. That was, um, Show number six. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was your first. No, right. no, no.
0: But 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 still, at yo, show number six, we were still getting crickets.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's big, man. I'm lucky. I, I was able to study y'all and watch what y'all doing. Nah,
0: I, thank I, you, man. Mm. Um, Rob, man. Um, thirteen years in the game. Word. You've hit most all, mostly all mediums. You've hit TV. You've hit print. You've hit online. You've hit the podcasting game, man. Like, like thanks to you. Like, no, thank you. Thanks to thank you. Thank you. You know, red light special, right? Yeah, red light. Uh, special we missed that. Track. We missed that podcast, and we'll know. get to it. We'll definitely get to it, but um, how's life, man? Like, like, how's everything? Man? Life,
3: life is great. It's it's unbelievable right now. You know, I, I just dropped the Right to Dream EP. I was working on it for a long time, man, since 2016. God damn, wow. and um, in secret, you know. How do you keep no... something like that a secret, man? Prayer. <laughs> you know, we picked the studio. First of all, we picked the studio that nobody was was really going to work out Who, of. Who's or see we? A... I'm sorry to interrupt. You. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, so you know. When I decided to do this, um, I got with Hovane. Hovane's just always been a friend of mine that I would ask for advice, especially on the business side when I didn't understand something. So, um him actually stepping in as my manager just became um it was just a natural progression of our friendship. And um so Hovane and I found a studio out in Sunset Park, Brooklyn.
0: Ah. You know, and
3: um, you know, my man Ryo engineered the whole thing and, and most nights it was just us three in the studio. Um, working it out and you know we ain't had to worry about nobody sliding through or seeing us. There was a couple of times that some people might end up in the building. I was like, oh, yo, our cover is blown. Um but, you know, for the for the most part, man, just put our heads down and, and worked it out. Um because I didn't want I wanted to just come out with the music. I wanted to show rather than tell. I didn't want to be like, yo, I'm coming out with this album. And then you had to wait a couple months for it. And then you're going to have to decide, yo, is it going to be good? Is it going to be whack? I kind of just wanted to tell you, give you music, and then let you decide.
0: But like I was saying, man, you got a a, a 13-year run in this career. Um, One of the most respected guys in this game. Um, How scary is it to jump out there? And just do something like this is completely different from what we know you do.
3: Yeah, it, it was scary. I mean, you know, there, there was some days I was confident as fuck. Like, oh, we about to kill him. And then some days, you know, you second guess. Like, you know, um, we had our listening. Um, and in the studio, I felt good. I was like, everything sounds good. We ready. We had the listening. You know, it's New York, so everybody cool. I'm like, yo, are they really feeling it? Everybody just being cool. So, you know, as an artist, it's vulnerable to put yourself out there. Um I just knew it couldn't be whack. I had to put something out there that I was proud of and put my heart in it um, because I know people didn't know me for that. But I actually, I wrote my first rhyme when I was 12 years old. I've been in the studio before this. I've been making music before this. It might have just been in my basement. I was sending tracks to my friends and we kind of just, you know, it was like a little thing that only my closest friends knew about. But um, you used
0: to be outside of Hot 97 handed out CDs. Absolutely.
3: Too, right? absolutely. Your CDs or? or, or no, other? my CDs. Your yeah, CDs, yeah, so, so you were really serious about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. I, I used to work um, in the mailroom across the street from Hot 97. And, you know, during my break or after work or whatever, I would go if I run down on Angie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, run down on Mr. C. Um, so they, they like actually, that. I mean, they, they actually got. Copies of your CD, probably. Angie do. Right. I mean, she probably threw it out. I mean, she probably that, that <laughs> shit was a frisbee. I mean, I but know a, no no shots to your earlier work. Nah, but you yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: That shit was a frisbee. It, nah, doubt. Well,
3: it was it wasn't my time. Right. Like, but yeah, I, shit. I remember giving um Kanye West his college dropout ever Kanye because a bunch of his beats that he didn't use for the album had leaked online. So I made a song out of one of them, and I stood in front of Night Seven waiting for him to come out. I remember he was on the phone. He was walking with Don C, and so you know he was on the phone. Common courtesy, I'm not gonna run up on him. Me on the phone. Right. He was having a right. conversation, so I was like, "Let me just hand it to Don C and hope that he get it." So I go approach Don to give it to him, and Kanye stopped his phone call. I was like, "Nah, nah, nah. What's that? Let me take that." Yo, what's your name? Whoopie whoop. Took the CD, got back on his call, and went on his way. Um, so you know, and this it, is
0: before you were Rob Markman, the journalist.
3: Yeah, I was working in the mailroom, right? At this point, um, so you know, nobody knew who I was. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I don't expect Kanye to remember that. That happens to him a million times. But, you know, that that's just, you know, I say that story just to show that, I mean, it's always kind of been a dream of mine. It's always been a goal of mine. And, you know, through the years, I've attacked it from different angles trying to get in. And, you know, I cracked the safe.
0: You know, it's funny, man. It reminds me of, like, when you hear um, Jamie Foxx's story. Like, we know Jamie Foxx. As this um, comedian, we know him as this actor. But his biggest dream was always to sing. Right. And, you know, he couldn't crack the safe, as you say. He couldn't crack the code. So he found his way into Living Cullen and the movies and then the the, 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 the whole acting thing. And he felt like the be- the better he got and the bigger and more respected he got, he was getting pulled further and further away from
3: his dreams. Did you feel that way, man? Um, Yeah. Definitely, I'm. Mean, you know, it came to a point where it was like, man, I, I've always wanted to do it, and you know, the industry is hard too in the music industry because I was told so long that I couldn't do it. Who was telling you um, you couldn't do it? People I worked for, like where, like uh, XL. Du- nah, XL was okay. hard. So, yep. so you you shared your dreams with, with people. People knew it wasn't like it was a secret. Like if you look, there's old things of mine online and on blogs, and so. And what but, would they tell you? Like you say, yeah, like, I, I, I got a around. call one night in the middle of the night. Like, it, they were like secret meetings at Double XL, as it was told to me. And one night. Damn, on secret one, Rob meetings? Yeah, like, Rob like trying meetings? to get me out of here. And, you, you know, first of all, you know, we're going to keep it a buck. I never. You know, I was underpaid at Double I was doing right. a lot for a little bit. Like, the perception was that it, it was greater than it was. So I mean, because it was double XL. Yeah. So you know, I kept the perception up, but you know, the 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 money wasn't right. Um, it was a lot of pressure. It was like the atmosphere was 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 a little toxic back in those days, if, if I'm keeping it a buck. And I got a call. I one remember
0: night. that atmosphere being toxic. If yeah. you want to keep it up. No, nah, I'm
3: keeping it like. Yeah. You know, we ain't got nothing to lose. We you know, it was toxic. It was a hard place to work at. Um, but at the same time, I'm grateful for it because I knew once I went from double XL to MTV. I knew, I, like MTV was dope. And, but you know, every job, every office has its politics. So and the MTV, things that I used MTV to see- has its atmosphere also. But the things that I used to see people at like MTV complain about when I got there, about how it was, and I was like, <laughs> Y'all it's don't even nothing. know. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is a cake. I just came from what I felt was hell Right. At, at, at certain days. But, yeah, but anyway, one, they weren't having any secret meetings Yeah, and, I, and about I, you. Yeah, I got a call one night that they was going to fire me. And the thing was, the funny thing was, I, I got a crib in Staten Island. And and I, I bought that before I started working for Double XL. Off the off the off, off the, the mail off room, the mail room, off the mail room. I was making more money in the mail room than I was making at yeah. Double like XL. Oh. It's a fact. It's a snapple fact. Um, I took less money to get into the music industry. So and then I'm sitting here. I had to refinance my house working for Double XL. You know, so I, I'm resenting a little bit. But I'm like, yo, this is my dream. The music industry. This is my thing. And then um. One night I got a call, it's like, look, man, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but Blahzy blah and blah, Blahzy blah, blah, blah is meeting. They found out they know about the music. Um and it wasn't a secret. I wasn't like keeping a secret. I just did flaunting flaunt it in everybody's face. They found out about the music and um man, I think they trying to fire you. They talking about letting you go. Why? Um
0: But why? Like if, if it was it interfering with not having no. quality? Not because hell. at the time w- at the time you were at Double XL. Like, you were doing a lot of crazy, like, ill things. Like, you were there for the advent of the freshman cover, right? Uh,
3: yeah. You know, I, w- I was part of part of the staff that, you know what I'm saying, built that up. Um, but, you know, one of, of of many. But I definitely seen it. We were doing some dope days. I don't know. I, j- I just knew at that point I felt like I had to make a choice. I remember that night having, like, a lump in my throat. Like, because it was really, like, and really choked up, like, ready to cry on some... How I'ma tell my family that I lost a job, you know, behind doing a mixtape on two dope boys. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. Um now nah, I gotta man up. I gotta keep this house, I gotta keep these mortgage payments going. Boy, suck it up. Fuck your dream. You know, pay these bills. And 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 that's what it was. So I sold it up. You know what I'm saying? Um and I just did my, my thing in quiet anyway because it wasn't, it was more so for, for the love of it anyway. I, I wasn't like expecting, you know, I wasn't cutting no side deals with, ain't nobody at Double XL could ever say, you know, it wasn't like exchanging a verse for, it wasn't like no conflict of interest or, or, or nothing like that really going did they, on.
0: What, was there like, you know, was that one of the reasons they were saying like, because usually, you, you know, they'll come, you know, when you work in... And and double Excel even ain't even that corporate. But when you work in an environment like that, they always come up with <coughs> these excuses. Yeah. This is a conflict of interest. You're gonna disrupt the unity of the team, morale, and it, blah blah blah. It, it
3: was never clear to me, right. um, but the person who told me it was trusted, and it can't. It was a late night call. It was one of them still whispering on the phone. Look, <laughs> what it was. What I was told was I had a mixtape cover that my man shot from the block. <clears throat> um, my man Dre. And um I was like, yo, just send me the file. So he sent me the file and it was like in a in in a format that you can only open in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like a regular JPEG. So I I hit the photo editor with double XL. I was like, listen, can you just open this it to JPEG and send it back to me? That's all I asked him. I think somebody saw the the image on his screen and took it and ran with it, like, yo, Rob got the photo editor to shoot his cover and edit it and da 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 ah. and none of that is what happened. Right, if you would right. ask me, you know, the truth, you know, I ain't got no reason to lie. But um and then it just snowballed from there. But So you turned it around and you kept your, your gig? Uh, nah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, you know, th- the fact of the matter is anyway, let's keep it a thousand. Like, you know, they they I was getting peanuts. They wasn't gonna get rid of me. Right. The shit I was doing over Different there, later. how hard I was working over there. Right, like I didn't see it at the time though, and I wasn't gonna risk it. But nah, they wasn't gonna get rid of me. Are you
0: me. are you a little resentful though, man? You you sound nah a little resentful of the of the time you did at, at, at double. Nah, nah.
3: It, it it just is what it is. Like, but I mean that time made me is like you know um you know what they say pressure bust pipes. Like uh, you know I definitely felt the pressure, but I ain't break, I ain't bend, I ain't fold. Like. So now it's like I could really get through anything. Like you know, MTV wasn't there was really really great, and then there were you know the office politics. When you work in a building that big, it's always office politics. Boy, I I skated past all of that. I was like, it it made at the end of the day. At and and I believe this at the absolute end of the day, it made me better. Um, as a journalist, um, as a professional, and how to navigate this industry.
0: Support for the Combat Jack Show comes from Anna Pointer Pictures, Detroit. On a summer night in 1967, amongst the chaos of the Detroit Rebellion, a group of young people were detained inside the Algiers Motel by the Detroit Police Department. By the end of the night, three of them would be dead, innocent lives lost, and an entire city changed forever. Directed by Catherine Bigelow, catch the premiere of Detroit, starring John Boyega, Anthony Mackie, and Algie Smith in theaters August 4th. And created in collaboration with Anna Porter Pictures as a companion piece to the movie, be on the lookout for a new podcast called Rebellion in Detroit coming soon. Set in the same period as the film, this three-part miniseries on the 1967 Rebellion in Detroit is hosted by actor and Detroit native Courtney B. Vance. Listen along to find out what really happened on the streets of Detroit over that hot week in 1967 and why. And don't forget to see Detroit premiering in theaters on August 4th. Yeah, Yo, how'd you get in this industry? Because you grew up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn. Absolutely. Um, you went to Brooklyn Tech, mm-hmm. so you are really smart, right? <laughs> right. I mean, not Brook Tech. Tech is tech. You yeah. gotta be smart
3: to get into tech, I, big. I, I passed that test. Yeah, because my father put me in like prep courses to, mm-hmm. so I knew how to take the test. I'm which smart, is which is big. But I but for me, which it wasn't big. about knowing what it is. It's knowing how to take the right. test exactly. And. I passed the test by about five points and it was either that or Erasmus Hall. Yeah. Mm. And I knew I didn't want to go to Erasmus <laughs> Hall so I, I knew went to Erasmus. Yeah. Did he make the right choice, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I I did something. Right. So, so 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 anyway, yo, so what was your dreams, man? Like you you know To you rap when rap. when
3: when yeah, when I was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 like I I I was in the just rapping every time I could, writing rhymes like I thought I was going to really be in hip hop contributing in that way. Um, you know, I used to go to battles, you know, I used to stay out late night, sneak, sneak in the clubs. You battled anybody we know? Yeah, I battled, um, absolutely, I battled a mortal Technique before. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you dusted him? Nah, 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 he dusted me, I ain't even gonna lie. Okay. But we were, like, friends, too, right. so it was, like, funny. Like, oh, I found it funny, he, but, you know, Technique, he an assassin, so he was like, I don't care, like, I'm gonna take your head off. Yeah, um,
0: who else you battled, man? Um. Hove?
3: Not definitely in battle, old. Buster. So like, like, nah, yeah. man, I ain't who, that old. Who, you could me up a, there. Who, who, <laughs> like you battle, man. Who it, was it's it? mostly like underground dudes, like right. kind of that Fat Beats, right, right, crew, right. Like you know the kids who used to hang out in front of Fat Beats. So
0: you used to hang out at Fat Beats.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. Um, you know, my first shit. The first time, the first demo I made, I took to Barbido mm. from Stretch and Bob. Um, I wanted to get signed at him because he had just put out this new record by this guy name MF Doom. Yes. Barbito Oper- put out the first MF Well, Oper- yeah, he did. Operation Doom. Right, before that he was Zev Love X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, but we KMD. talking Doom. We talking but the Doom. But Doom, Barbito put KMD out the first and We yeah. talking Doom. That's two different things. Yeah. Barbito was putting out um the first Doom. So records. this was
0: be- this was before the turn of the century. This is like 99.
3: Yeah, I was in high school. I right. was like or you know what I'm saying, at this point like graduating high school or, or whatever. Um <clears throat> and I remember going up to KCR and playing Bob my demo, and he was just like, he was like, "Yo, you can rap, but I don't like your voice." <laughs> ah. <laughs> like was like, Bob was a tough critic, but right. I, I never, I wasn't mad at him. Like of course, the fact that Bobito took a meeting with me was was, was crazy. So me. you,
0: so you graduate from school. What do you do after school? After tech,
3: um, go to college. I went to Hunter College. Okay, and um, moved out. Moved out. My parents. Career, what was your major? Department Media Studies. Okay, and um, why'd
0: you move out, man?
3: I was always independent. I've been working since I was 13. So once I turned 13 to buy my first pair of Jordans, I, I got a job and um, I didn't like asking my parents for stuff. I seen my parents work really hard and my parents always provided for me and gave me everything they could. But I was like, man, I could go out here and get it myself. Like, um, So yeah, I started working while I was 13. By 18, I, I moved out. I got my own apartment, um, me and my lady. and. Um, yeah, I went to Hunter College and finished college. And I still didn't know. Even though I took media studies, I didn't know journalism was a thing. I didn't know that I could actually make a living writing about hip-hop. And I knew, I was like, I'm probably not going to fit in in the New York Times or something like that. It it kind of was this thing that I was prepared for and preparing for, but it found me because I, I just could never envision. How did it find you, man? Um, I graduated a, 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 a guy by the name of Tim Hotel. Tim Hotel, yeah. Tim Hotet, me and him, um, one of my best friends, we went to high school together. We went um, to college together. He was working at Complex Magazine. Early Complex. Yeah, this is like their fourth issue when it's still printing. It's not even a Complex right. website. They I mean,
0: still so had toys and the shit. Yeah.
3: And he um he needed somebody to review a Jadakiss um, album for him. And it was a Friday night and you had to go up to Yonkers and he couldn't, you know, no writers that he had in <clears throat> his stash wanted to go and take that trip. So- he was like, "Yo, would you do?" He was like, "Look, I know you know how to write, and I know nobody knows more about hip hop than you. Right? You want to take a crack at this?" And I was like, "And I'm gonna pay you." I was like, "Absolutely, I'd have done it for free." And it's Jada Kiss, and it's, and it's to Kiss. Kiss. And then he was like, "Yeah, so you're gonna go up to Yonkers, and Kiss is gonna play you the album." Now, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm like, "How am I gonna get to Yonkers? <laughs> no like, GPS, no, nah, no iPhone." This This is back in the day when labels had budgets. He said, "Oh, Interscope is gonna come, pay for a car, pick you up, take you to the studio. Wait." Till you finish and take you back home. I was like, we good. And you gonna pay me? (laughs) Absolutely. So I I went up and that was the first time, like, you know, so I see kiss in the studio, and it's hard not to be like, oh shit, like this is my first joint. And and it's not even (laughs) intentional. You have people that that spend at least two or three years
0: busting their ass trying to get into hip hop journalism. Yeah. You're here working at the mailroom. I'm saying you are holding down your apartment. You with yeah. the shorty, and Tim Hotep calls you out of nowhere. It was like yo, th- he throws you in the deep end of the pool. Right. Like so that you're not even mentally prepared for that. Like how right. do you approach that shit?
3: Well, you no, know, I just I just did what I could. He, he he gave me a week. I remember he said it was a Friday. He said, "Look, send me the review by next Friday." Yeah, but, but I'm talking about when you up there. Oh. and you sit with Kiss, and you hear his
0: voice, and he's playing. I had this I shit.
3: had to, I had to compose it. I tried to just be cool and not show like, but he's playing me joints, and I'm like this. Why was on that shit, right? He played me. I heard why before anybody heard why. Before the radio. When I heard why, I was like, what? Like that? What? Why the. Why the highly let like the why white man pop Yeah. Bit. Why did George Bush Knock down the, the towers? Towel, all yeah. of that shit. I'm bugging out. But it was other joints on there too. It was that, um, what you so mad at now? Dun, 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 let's all get down. He had. um. All types of shit on there, bro. And this is KISS. So, yeah, like, in the inside, I'm, like, geeking. You know what I mean? I probably... And me and Tim argued about that album rating. I think I gave it a four out of five. And he was like, yo, I think it's a little too high. I think Mm. you might be a little starstruck. I'm like, nah, this shit, dog. Were you you starstruck? Hell yeah.
0: Absolutely, bro. That's
3: Jada KISS, man. That's, like the locks but you know I I, I try to keep it cool I I still listen to the album and and bump the album maybe the album meant a little more to me because the opportunity meant more to me because I still listen to the album like man this shit is great when you look after all these years in the
0: game and and having interviewed everyone and not just because you got people that interview everyone 10 20 30 years and they're not as acclaimed as you as a journalist as a critic when you look back on that first instant with with, with Kiss man what would you have done different man What, what would you have told yourself when you look back at that Rob Markman from 13 years ago. Nothing.
3: I I did everything the same way, bro. Like, for real. Like, because I knew at that moment, once I got a taste of, and then, like, I was getting paid for it, and I said, yo, they're going to have to keep my foot in the door. They're going to have to drag me out of here on a stretcher. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like
0: Because it came to you.
3: Yeah. And, and but, you know... And, and I was grateful, and I recognized that. I recognized that people worked really, really hard for this opportunity, and I was kind of blessed with it. And I, I didn't want to let it go. I didn't want to let Tim down either. That was Tim gave me that assignment, and the funny thing, he gave me a week to do it, and I fit, he Friday to Friday, and I gave it to him on a Wednesday. Mm. We had a couple edits to get back. And then he gave me another assignment. It was some other album. I forgot what it was. But Damn, back he, to back. Yeah, he gave me the album. I could take it home, listen to it. So you don't got, remember
0: what it was? I forgot the album. Oh man, it was it was Booty. It was Booty Cheeks?
3: Yeah. It, it wasn't a hip hop album. It wasn't right. a rap, because complex. At this time yes. he was doing other things. So it was like almost like an instrumental album or something. Um And so he gave me those two assignments, right? And those were the only two assignments that Tim ever gave me. Ooh, those were the only two assignments that he needed to give me. Right, like I hustled after that. Right. Um. You what, know, he,
0: what'd you do after that? What happened? What, what, the what source. Then, right.
3: then all of a sudden, and Tim, I think, right. might have put in a good word, but Boo Rosario, um, who was the editor, the music editor over at the source at that time, called me. and was like, yo, I heard you doing reviews. I need you to do a couple of joints. All right. So now at this point, I'm writing for the source, and no, Vibe was my next one. Um, I think it was Keith Murphy. Okay. Damn, I don't want to fuck that up. No, it was Eric Parker. Okay. Well at that, that Vibe. And Eric Damn. I did my second, it was um the I think it was the Pretty Tony album okay. Ghostface. And I wrote him a whole review that I thought was pretty a good review. And then when the actual Vibe magazine came out and I read my review, the only thing that was the same was my name. Eric Parker rewrote the whole thing. Oh, he chopped you he broke your shit down. Yeah, he broke it down. And I wasn't even mad. I took what he wrote in that magazine, and I took what I handed in, and I compared it to learn to see what I did wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? But And then Boo Rosario from The Source called, and I started getting Source, in the, uh, source um, reviews, and I started developing my own relationship. And this is around the time when The Source w- started having trouble with G-Unit, and they wasn't mm. making the G-Unit albums Who's available. Who was
0: editor-in-chief at the time? Uh,
3: I, uh, was it Was it Kim, or was it? No. Kim Kim was around was when, it, when I wrote or, The or Source. Or was it Elliot? And, um, was it Elliot? No, Elliot Elliot wasn't um, editor-in-chief of the source when I was writing for them. Kim for a little bit, and um, this other brother, I forgot his name, man. I don't so, even want to fuck his name Yeah, up. but that
0: was a bad time to, to be there yeah. when they're going after the juggernauts of the
3: game. Yeah, and, and, but the thing was, I was cool, and right. I was like the new kid. I used to still get G-Unit albums, and they didn't know how I was getting these G-Unit albums. So, were you I, actually working there, or were you just- No, freelancing. freelancing. Okay. I was in the mailroom at the day, right, right. and freelancing at night. right. And um, you know, at, and I was getting the G Unit albums, um, so I would review the G Unit albums from the source, and it was like, "Yo, how is this kid, you can his hand on these G Unit albums." Was it pressure to give them bad reviews? Or? Nah, yeah. nah, because I I feel like at the editorial staff at that time, I, f- I felt like that might have been like Benzino and Dave maze's issue, and you know the whole thing with Eminem, and so that was kind of at the top. I think the editorial staff at the time, I always got the feeling that they just wanted to be fair. And they, they, they were fans of the music, right. like, like the rest of us. Right, were. right. Um, so they try not to involve themselves in the politics, but that stuff, that, that never really reached me. Yo,
0: know, talk about how hard it is and what the game is, especially for these young cats right now, as independent writers, like as independent music critics. Like, how do you, you talk about how you hustle? Like, right. what is the, what are you doing to hustle? Are you, are you sending your writing to like different, Magazines, Like, how are you hustling this?
3: The game changed, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell young writers right. these days. And I feel bad. If I had to break into the game as a journalist right now, I wouldn't know how to do it because- I know how i do it. How would you do it? How I
0: did it. Like, how I did it, like breaking into this game, I just wrote my own shit. Right. I just wrote my right. own shit on my own site, my own reviews. Your stories. My own right. experiences. Right. My own stories and motherfuckers camp. Right. And so, like I, so yeah, so I don't know that
3: experience, of, but you had experiences. I did. You ha- had. I, I you had. Did. I had a whole life I, through I, the legal. I, yeah, I, I, I it changed my career. Those were fascinating stories that we used to read on your blog. Like it's kind of hard now for a kid, I think, to come out of nowhere. It's like, who are you? That I, you know, what's your perspective? Where you right. come from? What's but your then, experience? But then
0: you know what I mean when I when I worked at the source, right? You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the I was n- at Double XL at the time. Y'all the, was, y'all used to throw shots, man. I mean, I mean, we we had an ill team at the time. Bonsu you had me, you had Bonsu, there. you had Kaz, you had Neef. We Ooh. like, we was like, and, and we was, and we was, you know, we were the, we, we were the, we were the underdogs. Y'all
3: were feisty, you know. We one were the thing, underdogs. You know, one thing I remember, uh, like for for the most part, I used to ignore it. Like it wasn't personal, right? But, so. I knew what it was, or at least I didn't take it personally. It wasn't personal towards me. I never felt like none of that stuff was personal. And then y'all started throwing shots. It was my last issue at Double XL. I'm not sure if you were still there. We did, and Lupe Fiasco was on the cover, and he was like, had his hands in a praying position. What month was that, man? I don't remember, That was
0: 2010,
3: right? 2011, maybe. 2011. And somebody had put, oh, somebody on Twitter, it was like, from the source, they was like, oh, um they going to really be praying when they see what our next cover is. Yo, but so, yeah, we yo. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they really... But meanwhile, I'm one foot out the door. I'm already Robert, going to MTV. Robert, I'm like, this ain't my fight no more. Why do I even care? So, yo, I leave. I go, I go to MTV. But that shot, I was like, damn, it, it stung, right? So you know you know I'm how waiting. bad it
0: was when we were at the sauce. Niggas was like, "Y'all are dead." But listen, niggas listen. was like, "Y'all
3: are dead." So get the fuck out of here. We were like, "No, we're alive." So I get to MTV, <laughs> and then y'all finally dropped the cover that y'all was bigging up so hard. It was Idris Elba. Oh <laughs> shit! In the Thor costume, oh. I guess he was playing a god. In the Thor <laughs> I was like, "This the shit they was." Yo, I was about to clap so hard and I was like, you know what? I'm at MTV. This is none of my yo, motherfucking you know, business. You know, you know what's crazy? I'm t- yo, yo, I'm,
0: t- you know, I'm not going to take ownership yeah, for the shots. Yeah, you so many shots. But that was my cover. <laughs> yo, it was so, a great cover. That was my cover. Like... Yo, the cuz I was like, <laughs> yo, you know me. I'm unconventional. Yeah. I'm like, yo, we hip Is Ed Edri- Idris, yeah. comic books, he about to be listen, in the Thor movie. Listen, you know me if you find me on And TV. I was looking at Complex and and how the white boys always had this ability to just do anything. Right. And I hated that because mm-hmm. we were urban because we were people of color right. that we were locked in to do the same Rapper covers. Meanwhile, they doing two different covers and right. models and comedians and rappers. I was like, "Fuck that!"
3: Absolutely. And like, I'm a fan. Like anybody who knows me knows my first job was in the comic book store. I'm right. a big comic. What comic book store? It was called Brain Damage in Brooklyn. Okay, it was, it was right off the Prospect Expressway. Right. Um. So as the comic fan in me, I thought that shit was dope. But yeah. I didn't know what y'all was doing. I was like, "Yo, they got a whole." Yo, this is like some Rakim anniversary. I was thinking, yo, what, what do they got with the guard? Who's the guard? Like, so I was expecting like some rap shit when y'all came with that. I'm like, man. He had the glowing eyes. Yo, that was <laughs> my cover. I, me, I remember
0: Elliot came to the office and we was like, yo, this is the cover. He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: said it was, I guess it was a competitive spirit between the two well, magazines.
0: Well, it wasn't even a competitive spirit between the two magazines as much as we were trying to revive a dead brand, mm-hmm. and, and no one expected anything out of the source, and no yeah. one gave a fuck about the source. So I felt like our crew was like, and no shots, shots, fucking. I felt it was the last time motherfuckers are like, are they doing
3: something? Yeah, like, agree, is man. that is that how it is that? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Like I, you know, with Bonsu over there, with you, Kaz is like young and respected, you know, because Bon came from Double XL, yes. so it was like. You know he know how to work. Right. You know he know how to go. You know what I'm saying? Um so yeah, it was pressure plus plus I had like a little swagger. And but for me, that was always good. I, I was never the type to take things personal, man. No, but even that era is part of the reason why we are now. Listen. Let me tell you something. And this is for all the young writers. Riders right now are underpaid. The the value of the word is 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 devalued. Now a lot of these writers aren't getting paid where they're supposed to be getting paid. And they aren't getting edited. So they aren't learning anything. Like Because a lot of the sites and publications publications like, took money out of the editing process. You know what I'm saying? Can I go a step further, man?
0: When I was at The Source, there was a couple of kids who wanted to write so bad. They went hard. They sacrificed everything. And they would turn their shit in. And I'd be like, you can't write. Right. You don't know how to but because the budgets wasn't there, we had to take caca articles. You know
3: what I'm saying? Like and let it rock. the motherfuckers didn't know how to write sentences right. You know that. Yeah, but and, and it wasn't that these kids didn't have potential. It was like I wouldn't be where I was at if I ain't have good it is. Right. If it wasn't for Leah Rose or Anselm Samuels or Tim Hotep. Shout out to Ans. Anselm.
0: Um, Anselm was a good dude, man.
3: Yeah, Ans was a good dude. Even Vanessa Satin was like rigorous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like um with her editing like Vanessa I have you feeling like you wasn't shit right when you got them edits back but you know at the end of the day it makes you a better writer um but in that time when the when vibe fell for the first time i remember some people like double xl on the business side were kind of like celebrating and popping bottles and i remember telling right the writers on the writer staff like y'all don't celebrate Because this ain't good for us. Because what this does is this takes more talented writers, because they were super official writers at Vibe, and it puts them in unemployed. So now there's less writing jobs and more talented writers competing for the same jobs. It's devaluing what we're doing when these magazines fail. So I never wanted to see the source fall. I wanted to see the source flourish. Like, you know, it's like the NBA, right? They always say, like, the NBA is dope. You know, when it's a couple teams vying for the chip. You know, if it's just if you know the Golden State Warriors gonna win every year, it's like that shit is boring. why are we watching? It's well, boring. That's why I hated the Lakers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, so how do you get to MTV, man? Like, cause that's a whole big shift. Um, and that's where I met you when you first got to MTV. Yeah, Ramon Dukes. Ramon Dukes. Ramon
3: Dukes um, brought me over
0: to MTV. How? Like, like because like here you are doing print.
3: Yeah,
0: and online. Some online. A, l- a little bit. A little of bit, bit of online. Online wasn't yeah. the the what it is today. But how do you get pulled over into that into that medium to do like television? And- um,
3: so, so some, Well, it wasn't for television at first. I got pulled over strictly to just- Online. Be Yeah, the online okay. hip-hop, senior hip-hop writer or something like
0: for, that. For MTV News? For MTV News.com. Right.
3: And my thing there, again, is hustling, right? And it's the same mentality I applied. I told you, when Tim, when editors would tell me, yo, write this album review and give it to me in a week, I'd give it to them in four days, Right. right. So it's always over deliver. That's how you create value for yourself. That's how I create value for myself. So when I was at MTV, they was like, yo, you got to write four stories a day. You good? You come in, da da da. We need four stories a day from you. What's the word and, count? And, What's and, the word and, count? At least minimum 250 words. But I mean, that's not light work. But. No, but we couldn't write. But this is the blog era now where people are doing posts in two or three sentences. Minimum 250 words on four stories a day. But I never did the minimum. Um, I was averaging seven stories a day. Like, I wasn't there to fuck around. I'm like, like, let's get it. And, you know, eventually, like, I just started creating a value for myself. And not only that, like, you know, original reporting and they saw that I could do interviews. And then one time, my first on-camera interview was with Lil B. And that the was baseball. the time, B. Yeah. That was the time.
0: That was a special time. You yeah. mentioned it about the time, man. Like, you know, it's it's so important that you know you you talk about your accomplishments, but you also got to talk about the environment. When you yeah. was at over MTV, man, you had a great team, man.
3: It was crazy. I, has, you I had, had Ramon
0: you Dukes. Had, you had um Sway. You had Sway. Um, you had um um what Come I? on, man. Um shit. I can't think of his why can I forget his name? Uh-huh. Down with a Busta, come on, man! Oh, Shaheen
3: Reed. I Shah- didn't. I didn't work with Shaheen. Shaheen
0: left already. Yeah, yeah
3: Shaheen was gone when I went right. to MTV. Shaheen went to Double XL. We used to laugh and say that we got traded. Oh, okay. Um, but um, you know, so Sha Sha wasn't there, but I was always grateful for Sha because Sha Trailblaze, I wouldn't have had a lane in MTV if it wasn't for Sha. But Ramon Deuce and Sway and and, and Rebecca Thomas and I remember Sway. My second or third day meeting him at MTV was like, yo. I like you. I fuck with you. You're going to get a lot of opportunity. Just don't switch up. When that camera go on, be the same person you are right now when the camera's off, when the camera is on. So I, I got my and He was like, you're going to get opportunities in front of this camera. I'm telling you right now. And I can't tell you when. Just be ready. A couple weeks later, I get an opportunity to interview Lil B in front of the camera. I knew B because um, I was part of the XXL staff that put B on the freshman cover. So we had a bit of a relationship and I did the interview on camera and everybody was like, yo, what's, Ill? yo, this shit was so crazy. Da-da-da-da-da. I've been getting all this praise from my coworkers, from my family, friends, and it sinks in and t- two days later, Sway was like, yo, how you feel? Feel good? I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, now let me tell you all the things you did wrong. Mm. Yeah. You slouching, your body posture is wrong, you don't project enough, blah-blah-blah-blah. And Sway just started giving me all these jewels on how to get better. And I ain't get offended. I I was like, yes. This is the God. This is yeah. Sway. I was like, yeah. And then Sway Sway made me iller. You know what I mean? Sway took whatever natural thing I had and 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 cultivated that. Um, That's crazy, man. But I didn't go there to M T V to be on camera. Of course, that just of course. happened.
0: But 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 you're the type of guy, man, where these things keep finding you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Talk about, like, at MTV, man, people see it as a crown jewel. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's MTV. It's an institution. There's a lot of obstacles here, too, man. It's a lot of internal yeah. obstacles, man, if you can.
3: Yeah. No, I can. MTV is, is split up. I, I work for MTV News. And MTV News had its own separate <coughs> budget. And um, and it was different from MTV, too. And so respected in the building. Yeah, definitely respected. That, that, what,
0: what floor was that? The 19th floor? I that floor, because we I worked on the same floor yeah. on the other side, and I and I was going through hell on the other side. And yeah. I was like, I wish I was on that side, because <laughs> that's where everybody were. Like Whitney, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, Whitney say? Gail
3: Benson, yeah. man. I love Whitney Gail Benson. She yeah, I mean, y'all Facebook had the now.
0: cool, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, fuck. But then at the same time, I would talk to y'all and be like, yo, shit is, 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 is definitely popping over here. Yeah. But, you know, at a certain point, I don't know if it's for resentment or opposition, but. They felt like y'all were getting too comfortable with, your, with our
3: own voices. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely felt the ops, man. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, it, it was because like MTV too had a stake in hip hop as well, and they were doing shows, and they had a separate budget. It was almost like the different departments in MTV operated as separate companies, right? Mm. And to me, that didn't make any sense. And they were fighting for a piece. of They that were fighting budget? for a piece. Yeah, for a piece of the pot. No, like you know, if 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 if. if Future came in for an interview. It's like, well, who's going to get the interview? Who's going to do it? It's crazy in the same building. Or maybe not. We weren't fighting over Future. Future was still at that time coming up. Tyler, Um, yeah, sure. Tyler, creative, right? Um, Nicki Minaj, you Mm -hmm. know Lil Wayne, like, like, and so the different departments compete, and that didn't make any sense to me because I I was still new, and I was like, why Why is there so much? In fighting or in competition, and I would imagine MTV because people from outside only see MTV. We don't see different departments, budgets, and I would imagine
0: inside because everyone's because I know that I know that environment. Yeah, and and I know at MTV as much as it's popping, it's this weird feeling like at any given day they're gonna fire you. So it's this culture of fear. Also,
3: I didn't have it. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I came in You're lucky B. Like the, I felt lucky, but I came in like again it, it it was that that thing that kicked in, right? Like once I was there, I don't know if I belonged there, if I was destined to be there. But I said, man, once I get my foot in the door, you gonna have to bring me out on the stretcher. Right. Like you understand? Like we doing rat fix live, like all of a sudden I came in just to write online to do seven articles a day in my mind, and I'm producing a TV show. Or one, you know, helping to produce on the TV show. Like I'm doing on camera interviews. I'm on TV now. I'm on hot MCs. Like, fuck all the po- you do the politics. Right. If if I did my job in that Rick Ross interview or in that Meek Mill interview or that Wale interview, then that brought value to me. And I, I never looked over my I at Double XL I was afraid that I was gonna be fired. It was definitely times. At MTV, I mean, they, they told you it was Yeah. Be fired. <laughs> at MTV, I was um I, I never had that fear. But you fear. started a winning team, too. Yeah. And I, you were protected. I Definitely, you know, being close to Sway is, yes. is, is hard. But, you know, um, Dan Montalso, too, was another one that looked out for me a lot. But it was because they knew Ramon Dukes, too, because Ramon was the type where Ramon would deal with a lot of the politics. And wouldn't even tell me about some of the shit that he had to go he would shield me from it just so I could be a happy fool you could be yeah
0: you'd be fighting like, like yo
3: just do your job you like focused, you know what yeah. I'm saying like you know it's almost like uh you know in football like you know it's the fullback like you know he gonna take the hit he gonna lead the block just so I can run up the middle and that's how I was um and i'm I'm grateful for that i never I never lost sight of that I knew that there were people fighting so I could do what i gotta do um and do it well and what is
0: it about you man that there's very few writers out here who when they co-sign an artist people validate that co-sign and and i read i read that you said somewhere that um there's a lot of journalists particularly now that's afraid to co-sign an uh uh an unknown act yeah. because there's fear in, in in
3: backing something unknown like is that real uh yeah i you know i, I you see how it is like everybody kind of jump on the bandwagon when it's popular to do so I'm I'm not afraid of that because I just if I like something I'm gonna tweet about it or I'm gonna say it like it don't cost me nothing That's pure I'm a hip-hop head right. bro like I grew up listening to stretch and Bobbito. like you know what I'm saying like I had to wait till three o'clock in the morning to hear that joint when other kids wouldn't and then I come to school with the tape like yo you heard yo buster got a new joint put your hands where my eyes can see you ain't hear but I will hear it on Stretch your Bob before anything. Oh, yo, it's this that's, new that's kid my called Punch.
0: That's the that's record I worked on, by
3: the way. This <laughs> yeah, dog, this is yeah, amazing. Class. That's a classic <laughs> record. But I just remember, I remember Stretch playing that joint like three in the morning for the first time. Jesus Christ! And I was half asleep in my bed, and I didn't know who was rapping or what. I just heard the beat. do 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 do. And I just hit record because I was like, I don't know what's about to happen, but this shit is going to be fire. It's going down. Yeah, so. You know, it's, it's the same way. Like, um, you know, look, man, I love Nas, right? I fuck with Az too. Like, yeah. I was, I was that type of kid. Right. Like, you know, I, I could tell you about Hov, but I could tell you about that Mike Geronimo, the Natural album, front mm-hmm. to back, or Royal Flush, Get a Millionaire. Mm-hmm. My hip hop, it ain't had to be popular for me to right. like that, it.
0: Yeah, right.
3: It just had to be good. So, had so to speak that's to the me. thing. Now
0: you got to be popular before you get the co-sign. There's I,
3: this kid. There's this
0: kid. Don Flamingo, mm-hmm. up on Don Flamingo, nah, I haven't heard of he him. will be, okay. Nobody knows about him. I'm surprised, right, King? Not Nobody yet. knows about this kid. I'm right like, now. this nigga is the next, right? I don't give a fuck if y'all co sign it or not. When like, well, you see some dope shit, mm-hmm. you know it's dope. Like it's, it's like back then. It's funny. Even when I was at the source, the niggas used to call me um, Benjamin Buttons. Right. Cuz I was yeah, the oldest no, cat no, there, no, but no. I was like, I got the intel on Odd future before everybody. Right. So I got the intel like and even then I was like, yo, this little B shit, niggas my era is not really right. fucking with him, but I you know what I'm saying? And I I took shots, but at the time I didn't give a fuck. I don't I, you know what I'm saying? You don't give a fuck but about the nah, shots. Nah,
3: but it but it's, that's hip hop, bro. From like, your peers. Like I I remember um you know um, Action
0: Bronson. I remember bro, meeting bro, I, bro, was coming up back. You know what I'm saying? Like, all this new, like, you know what I'm saying? All this new Danny shit. Brown. Danny Brown. It was like, yo, this is the new wave. I don't give right. a fuck if y'all
3: know about it or not. Six, six, seven, eight years I remember, before niggas knew I remember Danny Brown when Hex Murder used to send me Danny Brown CDs. Yeah. Shout out to I mean, Hex Murder. Shout out man. Hex Murder. Like, and me and Dayton Thomas used to take our yeah. lunch break in his office and listen to Danny Brown. You know, but Kendrick Lamar, like, I, I remember being up on Kendrick Lamar kind of earlier, definitely earlier than most. And Wiz Khalifa, I first interviewed Wiz Khalifa in 2007. Um, that's crazy. Um, you know, down to Mac Miller. Like, you know, it was mm. definitely artists that I was just on early. Um, the new kid coming up now, Russ, who's doing his thing. Russ was on MTV in 2011.
0: That's crazy.
3: Yeah, I put him on Raphics, in the game. That's game, crazy. Just because I liked him. Right. That's cra- and that's what it really takes, man. I think like, that's
0: what it takes. I think that's what separates. The good journalists from the whack ones is that you're willing to put your shit on shit that nobody... But I, but it's
3: just shit that I like. It's yeah, like, but I'm saying I could that's tweet what it about, is. I could tweet about that the same way I'm going to tweet right. about the whole... Like, it's no difference to me. Like, I don't put one on a bigger pedestal than another. Like, you know, it's, it, it's a rule in hip-hop, man. The only rule in hip-hop is you got to be dope. That's it. All this other shit is fucking it, right? Like, that's it. just fucking be dope.
0: Let me ask you a, a broader question, man, because we live in this world right now, man, where Nobody knows what journalism is anymore. What right. the f- what's the state of journal for some from somebody that's been in the game, from real journalism to now? Like, what's the state of journalism on a, on a, on a greater scale? Like, you know, is journalism being attacked to the point where it's 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 it's, it's going to be irreparable? Mm-hmm. You got this dickhead in the fucking White yeah, House it, it, killing it, the fucking it's, craft. It,
3: it's it's tough, but you know, um, it's hard right now. You know, um, because there's no value. On it, like like people aren't really placing the value. What do you mean? There's no value on it. Like, I would disagree. Like, I disagree. I think I, we need it. I think I think it is valuable, right? I just, but, I, but, but, I, I, I can't live without a good story. That that that's you. That that that's you and I. But it's like, think about how many shitty stories now. It's just yeah. flooded now. Listen, it it costs nothing to, to put a story to in. put a website out. To people are writing articles and and doing shit with no research because they got free Wi-Fi. Mm. You know what I'm saying though? Because they, they went to McDonald's and, and, and did the McDonald's Wi-Fi and, and you could write a story. And how are we the same? You know what I'm saying? Anybody could put up anything on the internet in 2017. It's tough. You know, I think... and and. You know, the, the, the internet is great because it democratizes stuff, right?
0: People don't care. People read anything. A
3: click is a click is a click. And sometimes you might click on some shitty shit and be like, damn, why did I click on that? But the way it's measured is a click is a click is a click, a click right? Bait. You could click on a, a bad story. You can get a million clicks because the headline was written in a way that it was clickbait, right? It don't mean it was a good story. It don't even mean that you found value. You could have clicked in and clicked right out.
0: Man, I was mad at myself today from reading, reading some bullshit. <laughs> I stopped. I was on... um. That shit, shit, was on Newsweek, right?
3: And I read that. I was like, "This
0: is some bullshit." God damn,
3: right? I yeah, man. I, so I, journalism might be dead. I don't think it's dead, but I I think it's going through. Because first of all, like people, are,
0: the be pursuit of the people, truth, people like, are dumb right now.
3: People allow themselves, you know, we R- right, right now. Pe- we're inter- pe- people are dumb. Right now, we are entertaining ourselves to death. People are... Which means what? We're dumb. People want to be insane. Yeah. People are but dumb. But I, I don't believe... Dumb. I, I believe, are you dumb? I believe in the Shout power of flip. the human spirit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, believe, I, believe, I really believe in the people. I think I think is going to have to get bad yeah. before mm. it get better. Yeah. Like, you know, we're we going to see some shit before we start to wake up and turn around. But people, you know, entertaining ourselves to death. But the flip side is this, though. Trump is entertaining. Trump It's not that... For, for some, you see, what I'm saying, but even even when you click on a fucking Trump story or a tweet, or you retweet some dumb shit that he tweeted, right, just to be like, man, look at this dumb fuck, mm. like that's all part of entertainment, you know what I'm saying? That's part like, of the machine, it feeds and the and machine. The, but he's speaking to somebody. That's how we got elected. Like even the shit when he when yo, I don't retweet Trump at all, not to quote tweet. And I Not just fuck I barely, him. I, I don't barely, retweet I just be like, shut because up. it spreads his message to somebody else. <laughs> yo, the like, other day. With the whole MS-13 thing, he told yeah. police, yeah. listen, when you go arrest these guys, don't cover their heads. Don't so cover their heads. Don't be so nice. Like Rough them up a little bit was, was his gist, right? The President of the United States said this- He ain't the President of the United States. Listen, li- Fuck him. Li- as he much as we could president. say, I mean, listen, as much as we could say, yo, he ain't my president, yo, he's man. the fucking President of the United States in all reality, right? Said this shit, the fine president. In, in, in the time he was elected <laughs> into that bitch. Okay. Listen, said this in the time when there's a crisis going on, like police brutality. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's the most yeah. insensitive thing. Like, how do you say that when Fernando Castillo's Castile. mom is still grieving? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yo, sensitive. don't tweet. The, and then you laugh about it. You see what I'm saying? And then, so
0: And back up later and say it was a joke, man. Fuck him. Really but
3: funny. shit ain't funny. Right. Like, ain't no But we Canada. entertaining ourselves to death. And people, but, and people but, buy into but, it. But, but people buy into There it. are people in the country who are, who are laughing along with them. Yeah. Not even, yeah. not, not even laughing. Shit, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. thugs. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, your, your kids got to think twice mm. about which mm. neighborhoods they go to, mm-hmm. how they dress. And how they present themselves because I out of fear of being hunted. Yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like shit is gonna get bad before it gets better. I, I, get believe. Worse. I mean shit some. Is, shit, shit is some bad. some some I don't know what it's gonna take, but sure. something's gonna have to happen for but I still believe in the people. Like at at the end of the day, like this shit can't fly. You know, every time I see a kid get murdered on, on, on the news the by the police, I feel every time camera. I want to feel like it's the last time, like, okay, the country, like, okay, God, like, you seen this one, like, uh, Philando, like, we seen it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, we seen the whole thing on, fi- okay, America, this yeah. is where we draw the line, right? And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about America as a whole, like, I I, I can't believe that people are this evil. And insensitive. So, I mean, what's it going to take to 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 wake people up? Man, we gotta get nuked. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry to say,
0: <laughs> we gotta get it nuked or something. <laughs>
3: North Korea. I, I mean, North up. Korea. North Korea. I don't know. You know, the other bandage. shit. The other shit is, is is And I'm not even political, dog. So, forgive me if I if I don't sound versed. educated, or well versed in it. But the recent shit that I've been reading on climate change. Oh, you know, oh I'm my scared God. to death. Yeah, my, my my daughter's ten years old, and and
0: and she sh- comes to me every day, and she's like, "Yo." Three things she asked me. She's like, "When is Pre- when is Trump going to send the cops to kill us? Mm. Is segregation coming back? Mm. And when are we going to die because of climate change?" How old is this she? Is ten. And she was she just turned ten last week. And, and so th- th- these are things. And she's and I could feel the stress. But the, right, of coming. From Listen, my my son, and son too. Dickhead.
3: My son too is so. Is, and they it's very stressful right now. This era of Obama. But you but you know what it is. It's not. Our kids are exposed they see everything. They're exposed to more information yeah, than we ever her next was. Room with her with her iPad. They're exposed to more information than we ever were. Right. Um and they feel it. Like, yeah, the climate change shit is crazy. Like for her to be ten years old and for that to be a worry. It's wearing all you, you know what I'm saying? Like the only kids. thing she not, might need to be scared of, like, oh my God. I, Going to the dentist? I don't want to go to the dentist. Like it's certain <laughs> shit that the ten year old should be scared man of. Is in the like she should have had to be worried about climate control right, right. and whether or not the cops are gonna come kick down her door and, and do harm to her right. her family. Like it's insane, bro.
0: It's crazy, man.
3: Oh um, and how then there's this whole here, th- Jesus this- Christ. Christ. Huh? <laughs> I said, how do
0: we get here? That's crazy. I mean, that's what we do here. It's, co-
2: it's a constant conversation. But, like, then, yeah, but, then, but then, but
0: then, but then, but then, there's a flip side with journalism mm-hmm. where, you know, especially in the space of hip hop, where you know, there's this idea right now that the only competent hip hop writers are these white boys and mm. these white establishments, like the pitchforks. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, what do you say about that, man? You see me? Wait, wait, wait. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I see you. you see, but I'm talking about the people me? that listen like, to this episode, and they're right. like, "Oh,
3: the best." You the, see me? You heard mogul? Yes. Like you heard mogul. Like, but, but th- th- this is this is why what it is, man. Like. And I, I tell people this all the time. Like, I work for Genius right now. You know what I'm saying? Um before that, prior to that, M T V, Double XL. But I work for hip hop. Like I'm hip hop. Like, we're hip hop. Like this is our culture. This is not and I'm not talking about the music business. I'm not talking about a record release every week. I'm talking about the way we dress, about the, the way we talk, the culture. And, 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 and sometimes... And, and it's not a cliche. A, a, no, but... It's not a cliche. We're, we're made to feel like a cliche, oh, okay, for the culture, quote unquote, like, oh, that guy's for the culture, and it turns into a joke. No, I'm I'm for real. Like, this is the... Co- and, and what I say is... We've done this for free. We need to support each we other. we would do this for free. I, absolutely. We need to support each other, though, on some... Competition is healthy, right? So I think we could be competitive in a way, but we also need to support each other. Like, like all hip hop journalists need to be supporting the mogul pocket. That thing made Thank me you. want to compete with you, but not in a way to cut you down. Like, I got to do better. The ball was raised. Okay, the ball is here. I got to, Like, just like I said about it's the real in that do, Rockefeller right, show. Exactly. It's
0: like they inspired me. Like I can't hate on him. I'm like
3: that. Sh- that shit was genius. Right. No pun intended. Wait, but, but, and I gotta go but, harder. But sometimes if we're gonna keep it a buck, it's a lot in our circle, in our profession, in our field who will cut your throat. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Who 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 will? There's no room, there's there's no room for for all of who, us to thrive. Who, who will go around your back and go get an interview before you that you set up or tell so and so if if you interview with me then mm. you can't interview with him mm-hmm. or take money out the space. Like you know what I'm talking about? Like so we we got to go back to to supporting each other and uplifting each other when we do dope shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Um and that's it. Like you know every every interview I'm trying to do, I'm trying to I do the last. It felt good for me cuz I announced this EP the same week that Genius um that we dropped this 21 Savage interview mm-hmm. where we took him to a Blacksmith to go make a knife it's a knife you know what i'm saying and i knew that i knew that was gonna hit because it was gonna be a meme oh it's a knife oh it's funny but what we really got to was a discussion about why that knife is important to him and, and how it connects to his brother who who, who passed away now we tell the stories about culture i didn't ask him about amber rose you know what i'm saying or, or and no disrespect to his relationship but I think with 21, there was a bigger story there. So so we uh, I, we went to this backdrop where it was like I knew people were going to click because of the meme and for what it was, but it was real talk and it was real conversation and a real form of journalism that I wanted to elevate in the same way, because I see the way you elevate that M- mogul podcast inspired me, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you.
0: Um, man, I got to ask you, man. How did you fucking go into Genius and really change the karma of that space? Because people forget, like my kids now, you, you met my 15-year-old mm-hmm. the other day when we pulled up to the building. He's like, yo, you got to take me to, you know anybody a genius, I got to meet them. <laughs> but you, right. we all know three, four years ago, three or four years ago, their credit in our culture and our community was kind of dead. Yeah. How did How did that shit change from being dead to it being one of the most valued platforms right now?
3: Well well first I think I think genius just as as a resource, um as a technology was needed. You know, because we have um more music now than ever, but that music lacks context. We don't even get booklets anymore, like to know who produced what. You know what I'm saying? So the the music, the culture needed context. The music needed context, the culture has context, the music needed context because the music is coming fast and furious. Um, so as a technology genius, I think it was very necessary. Um, you know, I I met Tom and the line, um, the co-founders when I started working there, and and you were lucky that you missed all of like the whole right. uh, Maboo, that whole
0: circus. Yeah, at, at the
3: time t- show that it was at before. the time that I met them, the vision was aligned. Like I knew I knew what the potential was, what I'd like to come in and do. They knew where they wanted the company to go. And we we kind of came in. It wasn't a series of long conversations. Um, they were kind of ready to take it to another level. Um, you know, I, I I don't know what was going on in the past, and but I I'd imagine all that criticism and the turmoil were things that they learned from. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we all learn. But those those are good guys, man. And 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 I think they knew in order to um build genius up that um. You know they had to really just get serious about playing in in, in the space. You know what I'm saying in in, in the culture of of hip hop specifically. But genius is all music now, and it wasn't just me. I, I I was the first one. There's a whole content team there now. I was the first one on that content team, but they went and, and made a, a bunch of small hires from, you know, Brendan Frederick. Um, yes, my man JFK was there for a little bit. He's he, he's not there no more, but he was kind of early. On you know some key video people, um, and they let us rock and they allowed us to do our thing. We had this vision and and, and we took it. You know now now I have this platform and I could hit up Mac main and Lil Wayne and Two Chains right after they dropped Collie. Like yo, I need this interview. We got the only. I think we got the only. Definitely on camera. I ain't seen him on camera, but the only Collie Grove drama, DJ drama got one too with Lil Wayne and, and Two Chains, and that that was big for us um, when that happened.
0: Yo, Hovayne, man, you hear all this talk, man, about journalism. You hear all this talk about journalism. And, you know, never to trying to squash anybody's dreams because it's all about the dreams. But do you feel coming in when you came in? You came in last year, right? Yeah, last year. You feel like you're definitely doing your thing. You're definitely getting the, 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 the looks and the whole not. But do you feel like you're coming in a little too late in the game or is it just right right now?
1: Nah, I feel like it's right right now because you see it's more popular than ever. Like, you know, there's people establishing their own networks. Uh, Nori is flourishing. You're flourishing. Rob with the red light. So it's like, it's more popular than ever. So I feel like now is the perfect time to get in.
0: This guy's at the top of his
1: game, right? Super. I feel
0: that you're top of, like, everything that you've done. <clears> the <throat> go. Thank you. From everything that you've done from that first feature in Complex to where you're not, where you are right, right now at Genius. You're at the top of the game. This guy tells you he's going to rap. <laughs> and, and and let's be let's keep, let's keep it a buck like like you know Rob Rob is always he's always gonna come with a hundred he's not gonna waste your time but at the same time you gotta think like fam you you're
1: good it wasn't really more so like you good it was like you know this is my friend before anything this is my friend so it was like you serious like if you serious you're not gonna waste my time I believe it I'm with you mm. we are gonna get into this together and we gonna we gonna make it work because one thing about him he succeed in everything he do and. Luckily for me, I feel like I'm in the same boat. I succeed in anything I do. So us together, is like, we're not going to lose. My main concern was just making sure the music was right because I know he was going to be criticized extra and scrutinized extra by his fellow journalists and other rappers that he interviewed. So it was just like, yo, let's get in here and let's make sure this music is right. Everything else is going to take care of itself. How long did it take y'all a year to put this together? Less.
3: Less. We started we started September. recording in October. So. We we signed the the, the paperwork with... um. Empire, in September towards the end of September. I think we got to work in Damn, October. September, yeah. That's so the time—that's
0: a long time ago.
3: The, yeah, the timeline of events. I, I was on the Breakfast Club in August, um, to talk about Genius and things that we were doing at Genius. And um, Charlemagne. I think Charlemagne was like, "Yo, man, thank God you—you know—you <laughs> never used to rap, man. I, yeah. I feel like everybody feel like they should be a rapper. Thank God you found your lane. Everybody's not a rapper. And at that moment, how that make you feel, man? I didn't want to lie, cause I knew people were watching. I knew my man Damien that I grew up with, my man Lou, people I went to school with. I'm on the biggest, you know, and this is how we give it up for each other. Breakfast Club is the biggest platform.
0: Biggest platform. You know what right I'm now.
3: saying? Like it, it's no Radio. joke. Yeah. I'm on I'm on the biggest platform right now, and everybody's watching. And I ain't want to look like a liar in front of the people that I grew up with. So I didn't want to be like, yeah, yeah, I never used to rap. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I was like, nah, actually, I used I, I used to rap. And, what? Oh man, what was your first rhyme? I don't remember. Well, spit something. And it just so happened that I still was writing rhymes. Like I've always written and recorded when I could. So I had something fresh that I wrote, and I spit it there. Mm -hmm. And that thing went like a little bit viral. Mm -hmm. And after that, we was able to set up um, a situation. Hovain was like, yo, man, let's reach out to Gazi and Nima over at Empire. And I was like, man, you think they'll do it? He was like, man, let's see. We linked up with Gazi and Nima. Had a couple phone calls, like maybe one, two phone calls. They signed off on it. Um, not hearing any music. Not hearing any music. It's just off a of freestyle and a belief. I From there, I established my, my label. Right to Dream is also the label. So this is an independent release. I didn't just jump in to start rapping. I also on so this, this the pocket. label. Huh? This, this came out of pocket. Yeah, you know, um, a, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a little something, but it's like started my own label um right to dream entertainment and and we got to work um independently you know what I'm saying and and you know it might be a little chico because it it definitely is independent but you know Nima and Gazi over at Empire doing major business like you know they what I'm operate saying? They like a super, major right yeah they super had super. they had I don't know how majors operate. Like, maybe. I, I'll, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, they had drum. Like, the drum record yeah. was super big Amazing. for them. They Amazing. got Anderson Pot was big for them. All Fat the way Joe, up. Was, was, yep. Yeah, so. Yep. And, and you got to understand, we're taking meetings and, and calls and, and trying to fix this, you know, get this thing together during the midst of, like, All the Way Up is the biggest record in the city. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? and And they entertain. I was like. I, part of me was like, man, they ain't, they ain't never going to go for this. Because all my <laughs> life, I was told, no, it's never right. going to happen. It's never going to happen. Right, right, and, right. and Jovain was like, man, hear him out. And yeah. never had a good manager like me. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> <Well, well, laughs> what was some fact. of the opposition, though? What was some of the other
0: opposition along this road? Even like when the record is done and like you're telling people now, like like
3: how did it feel Not, when you finally it was let cool. that shit Well, the, the first people I told, you know, my family and, and stuff. and I uh, How did your lady feel? She was scared at first. Why? I, I, because the story, she was like, "What you, you gonna go on the road? You gonna be gone? You gonna do tour?" I'm like, Get "Some you, Rob Rob Markman groupies." Yeah, I'm like, "You putting in the cart before the horse." I'm just trying to put a record out. Um, and I I, I spoke to Genius. I spoke to to all the heads of Genius. How they feel, man? They were super supportive. Were man. you nervous about telling them? I, yeah, because of all everything that I was told with, and the shit you went through. With yeah, Double XL. Um, but I sat down and I t- spoke to them and was open and honest with them as and. They were super supportive. Once I knew I had their support, I'm like, and you know, I, I promised them. I said, "Listen, this is I'm not leaving. This is an add on. I'm doing. You're not gonna see a drop off. We we still got a job to do here at Genius. We still on a mission, to to because I think Genius. I mean, we still just scratching the surface. You know what I'm saying? And um, and the whole team over there. So I never wanted the team to feel like I was ever absent. So we were doing um. We were recording at night. I was working during the day and recording at night. One of my coworkers came up to me the other day. He was like, "Yo, when did you find time to record?" That? I would have never known, you know. Um, but nah, it wasn't really no opposition, man. And, and, and when I when I told people, people were super um, receptive to it. The people were receptive to it. Um, I just know. bugged out. I saw yeah. a tweet and I was like, "Rob Martin put some shit out." <laughs> a couple people told me <laughs> not to do it, or but it was like Ooh, friends. Well, like, oh, like 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 nah, I keep it real. Like um. I had told Mac Miller about it early, way before even the Empire thing. Like, yo, I, th- I think I might be putting this record together. He was like, "Man, I- you sure? I don't know." And it wasn't hating, it- Mac Miller. That's my brother. It wasn't off of hate. It was concern. Like, though, you have a good thing going. Don't you got a fuck great it career. up. Yeah. And-, and Mac hit me hit me the other day, and he was like, "Man, I'm proud of you. Um, though, you believed in yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying?" And, and so, um, uh, I I know I I spoke to Angie. A little bit. What she say? She said, "You sure, yo, B? You sure this what you want to do? You know, because Angie took that leap too. B, you sure? Yeah. I was like, yeah, and like she was like, all right, like da 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 But it, it was it was all love. Like nobody really. That's dope, man. You know, I, I think you can see where my heart is at when, when when you speak to me, and my heart was in it. Um, and then you know, but the work it was once I one you announced was
0: looking it. Looking tired of all
3: year. Hmm? That's why he was <laughs> looking so
0: tired all year. When I would see you at the building, yeah, like 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 full disclosure. The, the Gimlet building, when I was <clears> doing, where I was doing, um, mogul is in the same building as genius. So I'd see Rob occasionally. I'm like, God damn, they, they, they genius is working the fuck out of him. Like, hey, like, yeah. yeah, late night studio session.
3: Yeah, late night studio says no, one genius is working the fuck out of me. Well, I'm working the fuck out of genius. In like they're not working me. I, I want to do the work. Of course, of is course. what I mean. You're you know what I'm saying? About like. That. Let's go. What we gotta do? Right. So, um, so what happens,
0: man? If this thing takes off, and then you know, and Hulk does it's what done. he does, and now you're on tour,
3: right? You, know
0: what I'm saying, what would, what, what, what changes? I don't the bag.
1: Do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the the bag? The bag. bag.
3: <laughs> Shit. Do you go hey, full artist? Do you go full artist, man? I don't think I can ever be full anything. I got the whole thing about this is not being put into a box, like. I love what I do on the journalism side. Like I love genius. I'm having the time of my life. Like real talk. Like that's why I, again it was so important. The EP came out the same week the 21 Savage interview. Because I ain't we ain't planning it like that. It just happened. Yeah, it just but when you're but, doing good work, but everything I, comes out at the same time, man. To to support I didn't want people thing. to get it confused. For me, that was such a great statement. Like just in case you think I'm slipping or I'm moving one way. No, I'm passionate about both. The way I look at it is when Diddy started revolt, he ain't leave bad boy. Why can't be Diddy? Diddy do everything. Well, I mean,
0: technically, what is what is Bad Boy today? Like French, like like I mean, but still like French you know, though. Like unforgettable putting like out records, but really like what? Let's let's keep it. Real. It, it
3: ain't it ain't it ain't <laughs> it ain't ninety five <laughs> Bad Boy. Baby, but 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 you see what I'm saying? But he's still doing some rock. He's still doing like you know um, Jay. Like these are who we look up to. So I don't want to limit myself. Like why I gotta play. Mm. In one sport, like this 2017 and fucking in 2000, 2000, Puff showed me that we ain't had to do that shit. Mm. So in 2017, like it's hustling backwards to choose one or the other. Nah, the whole no thing, thing about this- one thing
0: in, in 2017. Yeah. Imagine
3: you, somebody told you you only could be a lawyer. You can't
0: be nah, a writer. What, dude,
1: like, then now you're a writer. Now no, you no, can be a no, podcast. No, that's what to
0: tell me. Imagine if I, you to listen. No, no. Dude, when I left the game- when I left the game, I was quiet, like I was writing. But the reason why I came up with combat jackets is I didn't want niggas to know
3: that it was it your was journey. me. We used to fight them shit. I was
0: quiet, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then when shit got popping, that's <laughs> when I, I remember I used to work. I, had, I was I was working in a City Group in the in the legal department, right next to the Hammerstein. And I would come out, and everybody would be in front of the Hammerstein for all these events, right. and I would walk the other way because I was like, I don't want nobody to see me right. until I
3: come back. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, nah, that that's what it is. But I, I ain't choosing like, and uh, man, I love hip. I love creating. I learned so much about myself during this process, bro. During this EP, I got to tell stories that are dear to me that I I, I never had a space to tell them. Are all those stories, real man. Uh, yeah, everything. Um, Jason's lyric is 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 not Jason's which is lyric.
0: The, which is the one? That's the, that's the one where you flip big from the yeah, other I side, flip big around, from the other my side. Big daughter, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. hope I didn't I didn't spoil that. But nah, yeah, yeah, that was a good record, man. My th- favorite th- one is Ryder, man.
3: Ryder, Writer, writer yeah. a real story. Ryder, Ryder I wrote. This is funny. Um, I don't know if anybody said this. Ryder I wrote after. Um, so we got we got the distribution through Empire. They hadn't heard a record. And we did our first session. And after the first session, we recorded two records. We did Benz for My Birthday and we did another one. Was it Fredo?
1: I think it was Fredo. Fredo's a good one, man. Yeah, I think it, it was Fredo.
3: Maybe, maybe it was Benz for My Birthday it was Fredo. Or maybe it was Benz for My Birthday and I Don't Want to Wait. I think it was... Nah, because I ain't... Nah. I think it was Fredo. Fredo. It might have been Benz and Fredo. So, so first session, we sent them Benz and Fredo. Um, and I I wasn't a part of this, um whole it, that sent the record, and, and Nima, what did Nima ask you? I was like, this is good, he, he got some help, he got some help, <laughs> he has you, help he you he wrote, wrote everything, right? Yeah, I wrote everything, 100%. Every, 100%. 100%, even even the hook on I don't want to wait, which I don't perform, somebody mm-hmm. else sings, I, I wrote every word on this album. Um So Nima was like, yeah, did Rob get some help, and uh so I wrote Ryder. Not like a diss record, but it's kind of like a diss record to Nima. Nah, but it it wasn't a diss record. I, I knew <laughs> shout to Nima. I knew that if, if, if Empire had that question, and it was a valid question, you're not used to seeing this from me. Other people would have this question. Oh, it's good. Who helped them? And so, rider was kind of my proclamation that I'm a rider. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course. They knew I was a rider, but never knew I was a rider. Let's right. get the show on the road. I'm gonna finish up the rider. There you go. Or play tighter. Every verse fire. Anybody tell you different is a goddamn lie. Like, I I, I do this because you know I knew people might suspect, especially in this day and age. It's, it's a lot of ghost talk. It's a lot of scary talk. And but I ain't one of those man. Right, My right. pen got ink
0: right now. And and and, <clears throat> and your pen sounds good, man. Thank you. And a, and the EP sounds good. And and Thank and, and, you. and it's making waves. Last question for both of y'all, man. What's next? Like like whole vein. If this journalism thing takes you to the next level, and I know you, I know Rob kind of answered it, but what happens if this thing gets in the way, man? It's not. It's, I could do both.
1: Yeah, He could do both. You could do both. Like, uh-huh. you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. I see where it goes. But, of course, being a manager and doing business, like, that's that's my first passion. Like, writing and journalism is his first passion. But, like, you know, I'm going to just keep adding on and just applying myself and using my greatness where I see it fits.
0: Nah, I appreciate that, man. Yo, Rob, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Congratulations. Thank you, my brother.
3: Yo, I've first of all, I've been waiting for a long time to come to the Combat Jack show. <laughs> all no, this this is just some real shit. And I never, you know, man, I got a lot of respect for you. I no, never you. I never hit you up. Like, yo, can I come no, on? I hit you up? Like, I know you hit me, but I wanted to... There was times when I'd be like, yo, I want to do the Combat no, Jack No, this <laughs> was right because
0: cause you're my dude. You know what I'm saying? But then, I, I mean, I got mad friends. I'm not bringing my friends on the show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then I'm just thinking like, you know, like... Because we you you took my son, I appreciate that you took my son on a oh, man, on a tour of uh genius the other day, and I was like yo so the the story in my head was like he really i'm not and I'm not gonna say you did it single handedly right but from my vantage point right for me knowing you and for me really having rap yeah. rap genius here a couple of times it's like Damn, you kind of single-handedly like turn yeah. the whole karma of that place around. And then the album, the EP yeah. comes out. It's like, what better time than fucking... Yeah. This shit is topical. Yeah. This is journalism. So welcome to the Combat yeah. Jack Show.
1: Thank you, You brother. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and
0: Hovane, man, it's always good seeing you. Man. Always, man.
1: always. I finally, I finally did a podcast. There
3: you go. Just Yo. real quick too. Yeah. Just, nothing is to single-handed. Again, it goes back of to this course. community. Genius w- was built with a bunch of us. This EP, I didn't do it single-handedly. Yeah. If I ain't have Hovane with me, I call him the Greg Popovich of this shit. Cause yeah. I, I was like, listen, I wrote everything, but, you know, he was like, yo, you could do that over, spit that again, punch that in here. Like, it was certain things like coaching me through it. Cause I'm like, you have to tell me if this shit is whack. Cause I'm gonna hear it way worse when I put it out on Twitter. That's a fact. So if, if, it, I gotta be dope. If you let this shit leave the studio though, and, and this shit ain't up to a certain standard, then you, Fail me yeah, a, exactly. a, 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 as a manager and as my man, yeah. So we challenged each other in, in, in that way. Um, so you know, even though it's all my words and it's my vision and it's whatever, it's like, man, whole worked on this. Um, my man Ryo worked on this, the producers. So I'm on out. I'm grateful, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like the little cameos too. Yeah, man, if, you, little, if you listen, if you listen to Jason's lyrics, lyric. The Khaleds the, the the and the, the, the Mac Millers and the Ovanes, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Very good, man. Right to Dream. Internet's Right it. to Dream is out right now. I got it on iTunes. Get it. every It's, an, it's, an, it's all streaming platforms. Every platform? streaming platform. It's everywhere. Every Tidal is everywhere? Yeah,
3: it's on Tidal. Tidal. Hell yeah. Spotify? Spotify, Damn, Tidal. Did everything. Gotcha. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Google Play
1: still. Google Play. Still, we on Google Play. Get it, man. Everything. Yeah. Go buy that. Get
0: it. Internet. support good music. Buy it Support good it. people. Yo, Rob Markman, Hovane, man, thank you so much.
1: Get ready for come.
2: There man. you go, King. I always King. wanted to sing that. There you go. <laughs> King, what up, man? King. Yo, you know what's funny, man? I was one of those guys that bump into the late night shit in industry city. Yeah. And mm. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I had no idea it was re- I said, oh, Rob is probably interviewing Hovane. Mm. And then to hear the, the story and, and the late night sessions and the spooky shit y'all was doing, it was the album. It was yeah, that, The whole time. It was, that was a, crazy. Yo, I remember we ran into him Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kid, Kid you know what? That, that I, ran ran it to him. Ran I ran into him. It, it's
3: Biscuit. Biscuit was there. I was like, oh, but shit. But that just
0: shows you how to the, the power of the mind, man. Only knew, you know what you're doing. and You're thinking everybody else is being suspicious when it's just right for you to be there, man. Listen, yeah. y'all, 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 y'all. Y'all, this, this, this episode <laughs> is really the epitome of what we talk about when we end the show, right? It's like about you, right, right, you right to dream. Like, it's you, right to dream. This is your, you have a right to dream and you vote to dream and this is your dream and you did it right. and most people are so afraid of living their dreams man but internet's like we say every episode man mm. dream those dreams and then man up woman up and live those dreams because the life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound back out